Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey there, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for the week. Hope you're fabulous. I am. Guess why? Because uh, I've spent all day coaching. Spent all day coaching my fabulous, uh, the fabulous people that are doing uh, social media conference or have, have just finished that up or um, in Grow Your Yoga Biz. So I've been around the world talking to yoga teachers. Talk about the best job ever. And I would like to do some celebrations. Um, and also I want to talk today about uh, choosing, deciding to put an end to this phrase of imposter syndrome because it's come up a few times in my coaching with the fabulouses today. So uh, first I'd like to start by doing some um, shout outs for all of all you fabulous people. So congratulations to everybody who signed up and did the yoga for your team idea uh, challenge. Uh, well done to everybody who just did that, right? Like even if you haven't had a, a yes yet, well done for teaching yourself what it's like to just go ahead and give something a go. So well done to everybody. And of course, congratulations to folks who have uh, called in some new clients or are still brokering opportunities. Really, really great. And and thank you for, for bringing some well-being to the workplaces where you will be working. There's been some <laughs> really... Some really impressive corporate clients. All people are worthy of yoga, but I gotta, I gotta say, the name dropping some of you've been doing with me is is incredible. I'm loving it. I'm also loving seeing photos of you at your home offices. <laughs> so fun. So well done, everybody, on that front. I wanted to do a special shout out to the fabulous Krisha, uh, because she. Um, put up a post in, I won't tell you all of the details, but she put up a post in the GOYB Facebook group um, celebrating her wins for the month, uh, as well as Yoga Krisha's also a doula. And how cool is this? She um, supported three births this month. (laughs) I've never had that celebration before. Congratulations for helping to bring three people into the world this month. That's an interesting metric. Uh, and so for all that that means and all that's coming from that and, and all of it, well done, uh, congratulations, and thank you so much for being so inspiring. Uh, I've got to tell you all that the fabulous Karen Buckland, she's she's hot for an idea, this woman. Thanks, Karen. So um, Karen, uh, Karen.yoga, was part of the reason why I thought you should all have a crack at this yoga for your team challenge. And um, because because Karen had uh, much more than what I proposed you all do, but she's been supporting some, um, you know, human services type 
outfits, not for profits, and um, during COVID, and uh, I thought, well, let's try this. So we've got Karen to thank for the original idea, but she messaged me over the weekend uh, with another brainwave. Karen, you're good at this. So according to Karen, because I'm out of the loop with all things school, uh, no surprise there, uh, and I just thought this is brilliant. Let me get the Essentially, uh, Karen suggested that in addition to everybody finding new corporate clients, what might also be a brand new opportunity is uh, reaching out to high schools to propose doing some yoga at high schools because they, perhaps the PE teacher or whatever it's called now, um, is looking for things to do that uh, don't involve contact. Um, this is the message. She's much more succinct and clear than me. Karen says, Karen, the yoga to nurture says, amazing. She says, just taking the corporate yoga idea another step, there might be a higher demand for yoga teachers in high schools now or Zoom for countries where school is still online. I think sports teachers in schools are looking for sport activities that are non-contact. Just an idea because there's probably many yoga teachers good at teaching teens. So there you have it. If you're good at teaching teens or you think you might like to give it a try, good idea, Karen. Uh, And um, when you get hired by a high school to do some non-contact, rabbit quotes, sport, uh, send me a DM to tell me about it. Send one to Karen as well. Say thanks. Thanks, Karen. Uh, Okay, so onwards then to what I want to talk about today. So I had, um, like I said, I've been coaching all day long and absolutely bloody loving it. Can't believe it's already five o'clock. Where did my day go? Fabulous. Two situations that um, compelled me to have this conversation that you and I are about to have right now. The first one was I was coaching one of my clients and she was talking about how um, she was talking about, and I've heard this from not just her, I've heard this from other people too, the uh, what does it look like when you become, however you want to measure it, more successful than your teacher? So whether that looks like charging more than your teacher, whether that looks like having more people in your classes than your teacher, making more money than your teacher, offering your own teacher trainings that you know and that your teacher finds out about, whatever. Um, who am I to? Essentially, it was who am I to? The who am I to piece regarding um, the judgment of someone, not the judgment, the, um, it's not the judgment. Who am I to transcend this limitation, be more successful in this way, overcome my limiting beliefs when my teacher isn't doing this or hasn't, um, or, or might find out that this is what I'm doing because I'm the student, I'm not the teacher. Who am I to do this thing, run this workshop, raise my rates, teacher, teacher training, offer a retreat, have packed out classes, whatever. The other uh, fabulous yoga teacher that inspired today's topic, we were talking and she's offering some um, online stuff and she's really sort of getting getting her, you know, um, finding her feet with social media and marketing and promotions. And uh, one of the things that COVID has meant for her is that in the past, she's been for the most part employed by studios. Now the studios have closed permanently. So she's looking to, she's been teaching for a very, very long time. Um, and she doesn't have the, the business infrastructure in place because 
in that regard, she's brand new. So we were talking about she's got an event coming up, she'd like to fill it, and she said to me, she said to me, you know, Amy, I know you've got some successful clients, and in fact, she said, I know you've got successful clients around the world, which I thought was <laughs> very nice thing for her to say. But she said, and, and, and she said, and I've seen them, and I know they're out there, but do you think it's really possible for me? And in particular, what she was asking about was, she's got a, um, a, a workshop coming up, it's $45, and she was asking me, do I think it's really possible that she could have someone sign up to her workshop that she doesn't know? And if this if this is ringing a bell for you, if you can still remember when you first had someone buy something from you on the internet that you didn't know, I remember exactly what it was that I was selling. And at first I thought it was a mistake. In fact, I'll tell you what it was. It was a short course I made. God damn. Uh, if I tell you, you go find it in a cache somewhere. Embarrassing. It was called the Self-Care Starter Kit. I thought that was a great name. Maybe it was 10 years ago. Not now. Uh, and I remember someone bought it. I, I don't know how much it was, 100 bucks or something. And I didn't know. And I just got the cha-ching report in my inbox. And I, you know, I, it was like I, I, I was ecstatic and then terrified. <laughs> anyway, um, so my client today, she was saying, Oh, you know, I've seen other people be successful. I know it's possible for them, but do you really think it's possible for me? So this combination of the who am I to question or do you really think it's possible for me, i.e. it's okay for them but maybe not for me or it's totally possible for them but probably not for me. So this is what has compelled me to have the conversation with you right now about this bullshit. There you go, Amy. Tick the expletive box when you upload this one. Bullshit about imposter syndrome. This is a very common term. We throw it around. Oh, maybe it's the imposter syndrome that's setting me back. I want to say death. Death to the notion of imposter syndrome. I get it. And if you don't know what it is, I'll tell you. I get why we have it. So essentially imposter syndrome is when you're fearful that you're going to be discovered as a fraud. What if they find out that I actually can't vomit up a linger and this is just showmanship? What if they actually find out that I can't just materialize this gold necklace out of the booty and I actually had it shoved up my sleeve the whole time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that was a nerdy reference to such a Sai Baba. Go watch the BBC documentary. You're welcome. Okay, so I want to make this point today once and for all that we decide here as a cooler, all of us together, that this imposter syndrome is a bullshit thing for us to be worried about absolute bullshit. Do you want to know why? Because you're not doing, unless you're, I'm sorry all of you Baba, Sai Baba devotees, but to my mind, unless you're telling people you're doing magical feats, but you're actually, and you know it, full of shit, you're not doing anything fraudulent. I'm pretty sure if you are still listening to me, God damn, after however many episodes of this thing, if you are still enduring my nonsense and bad sound quality, then 
you're a pretty pragmatic, down-to-earth, accommodating, real-deal person who couldn't stand themselves if they were being fraudulent. In fact, if you're anything like me, you probably go to great lengths to make sure that people know for sure what you can actually give them and what you can't. I know I'm like that. If you ever booked in to have a call with me about becoming my private client, for example, <laughs> in the span of that 45 minutes, I would have told you multiple times, I can't promise you anything. You've got to want it more than me. I'm not going to do any of the work. You have to do it all by yourself. Like, I'm very, very clear. Just because you hire me does not mean your business is going to be successful. I mean, I would hate it if that didn't happen. I would feel crappy about that. But I need to be very clear that this is what I can do and this is what I cannot guarantee. I can hope for, I can support with, but I cannot guarantee it. I cannot be discovered as a fraud because I never said, hire me as your coach and you'll make a million bucks. This is my signature system that will change your life. Buy this thing and never buy another training again. All of that's bollocks. If I said any of that stuff, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep. I'd be a hot mess because I would have legit imposter syndrome. What if they find out that I'm making e-courses out of Vibhuti? It's like I could get busted, right? But the thing is, I highly doubt that you're doing dodgy stuff, that you're making unsubstantiated claims, that you're promising things outside the scope of what you know you can do. Maybe after having this quick chat, there might be some copy that needs tweaking. Like you can't promise me that your yoga for back pain is going to fix or cure or heal my back pain. But it might teach me how to access the front, the support of the front body more to alleviate the pressure of the back body. Right? So you might want to, you can't promise me that your yoga for deep sleep is actually going to help my insomnia. But you could tell me that the tools I'm going to learn have been shown to support people sleep better. So you might need to make some tweaks to the copy. But I very much doubt that you are doing, intentionally doing, intentionally seeking to defraud somebody. And if you are, I don't want you listening to my podcast. If you are, you're not welcome here. Don't do dirty, dodgy, stinky stuff somewhere else. We're a community of people who try and be good. In fact, we'd actually try and be better. So if you are a dodgy, skeezy, slimy con artist, piss off. Stop listening. You're still here, right? Because that's not who you are. So you can't have imposter syndrome because you can't be an imposter. Now, it would, I would be an imposter if I said, um, I don't know, I've done life coaching, right? I'm a qualified life coach, whatever that means. But if someone came to me and said, um, can you do uh, marriage coaching? Can you do divorce coaching? And I said, sure. Well, that 
That will be bollocks. Can't you give me a Reiki treatment? Sure! Nope, I can't. I can pretend. But that will be fraudulent, because I don't know what I'm doing. I'd just be like, waving my hands around. I don't know. Right? Can you give me a oracle card reading? Sure! No. So the thing we're actually talking about here is it's not imposter syndrome or like, I don't know, ripping people off for money. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how you would do that. Now, this could be fun. Um, what about uh, uh, what about this? Uh, selling magical items. Selling this mala was dipped in the Ganga, except that I've never been to India and this mala never got wet. Like, fraud imposter. Um, I don't know. Let's see. What else could you do? Uh, I can chant the Patanjali Sutras, Yoga Sutras, except I'm just making it up. Fraud. You know, that's all dodgy and weird. I can see your aura. Really? Bullshit. I don't know. Whatever. I just had a moment of Shaktipat where the divine revealed to me that if you just give me $400, I can clear your energy field. Eh. This is what imposter syndrome is, the fear of being discovered as being a fraud. But if you're not a fraud, you can't be an imposter. You can't be an imposter. You can't have the syndrome because only imposters get the syndrome. Now, if you have the fear of it, that's different. And that's what I want to talk about today because that means you are either, or maybe a combination, but either there needs to be a tightening up of what it is that you're talking about. Like I just said, check your copy. You know, just a couple of words here and there will make the difference. Not so that you can be um, avoid responsibility or under-deliver. I'm not saying that, but we none of us should be saying, I can heal your this or I can transform your that. You can teach someone what to do so that maybe they can transform their own whatever, or you can teach them some tools that might help them heal, but you can't commit to any of that. That's an unsubstantiated claim. And in most places where you all listen to this podcast, you're not allowed to. It's illegal to say that sort of stuff. You shouldn't say it anyway. It's just not good practice. So maybe take a look at your copy in the language that you're using. But I think the other part, and probably this is the one that's most pressing for for most of us is we what we call imposter syndrome is actually um, a phenomenon of having set unrealistic expectations for ourselves to be some kind of expert right what if they find out that I don't know everything then I'm going to you know that's imposter well hang on a second who says They expect you, desire you to, or even care if you know everything. I was listening to, um, I was listening to a lecture by uh, Edwin Bryant earlier today, and he was talking about a guy he met in India who could recite by memory the entire Mahabharata, all 200,000 lines of it. Now that's kind of an expert, right? <laughs> like, I'm not holding myself to that level. That's pretty cool. I'm not expecting myself to be that level. But for the people who are doing yoga and story, for example, 
comparatively, relatively, I know more about the Mahabharata than they do. I don't know. I can't. I can't even say any of it, except maybe a couple of lines from the Gita in Sanskrit. I can't. But I know a little bit about a tiny little bit about it. And so, for the people who are learning from me, who know less than my tiny little bit, that's enough for me to be their teacher. So, if you are feeling imposter syndrome. One, it's not imposter syndrome. Tighten up your copy. Make sure you're not making unsubstantiable claims. That's fine. But it's not imposter syndrome because you're not a goddamn imposter. What you're fearful of is that you're not the level of expert that you think other people expect. Except they don't. Except they don't. This is what's so bonkers. So if you think about your students... I mean, shit, I've had students come to my class. I can remember the time it happened once in Thailand, the first retreat I ever taught in Thailand. One of the teachers, I've told the story before, you know, I was teaching tripod headstand and one of the participants in the retreat, she had done my, the same 200-hour yoga teacher training I'd done. And in fact, I think she was sort of the assistant at that training as well. I can't remember, maybe that's not true. Anyway, she was definitely there, one of the participants. And I'd, and I'd been asked to come back to the retreat center to teach a retreat on behalf of the center. Um, and she came along because she lived there. Um, and I'm teaching the class and whatever, we're doing tribal headstand. And everybody's in the pose. And I was much more Anisara inspired back then, which meant at that time, at least we did a whole lot of partner work. Remember when you could touch people? Um, and so it was really supported in groups, you know, all of it, all the instruction, lots of safety. I'm an alignment-based Hatha yoga teacher. You don't just fling yourself into space and hope for the best. Anyway, so so like a third of the room is in headstand, tripod headstand, while the other two-thirds are supporting the people who are inverted. And this woman starts yelling out about how this is so dangerous. This is how people break their necks. This is really bad. None of you should be doing it. Like she really went for it while everybody is in the pose. So you're already a little bit literally turned upside down. You're a little bit vulnerable. You start second get like, she went for it. And in that moment, I was the teacher of the retreat. I'd been asked to come teach the retreat. She was mouthing off about her fear about tripod headstand, which I didn't have. And I'd taught the class a lot before teaching it at this thing. Tried and tested. I'm good. Done the talk about if you don't feel right, done the talk, done all the talk. But in that moment, I went, oh, holy fuck. I don't know what I'm doing. She's right. Abort. So the people who hadn't sort of dangerously fallen out of the pose because they were expecting imminent cervical spine irreversible damage, I took them out of it. We finished up the class, whatever. She said to me at the end of the class, you know, I really think you should let me teach tomorrow's yoga. And I said, okay. <laughs> That's what happened. I did that. When was that? 2011? Something like something around there. 2010. 2010. I don't know. Whatever. My that's what happened because in that moment I thought, oh God, I know nothing. She knows everything. And on uh, the retreat that I was teaching the yoga, I let one of the students teach the yoga class. <clears throat> but here's the thing: the only person that had an issue in that particular moment with my tripod headstand was her. And probably she had a bad experience or she'd read something or seen something or she'd watched something bad happen in a class and that's what she felt about it. It was how I handled it that was so wrong. No one else in the class and nothing from my teaching 
was causing her to have that reaction. No one else was having that reaction. Nothing from my teaching was causing her to have that reaction. She didn't want to do the pose. She had some strong feelings about it. It was how I handled it because of that. In that, It's not imposter syndrome because I was a qualified yoga teacher teaching something that I'd done a lot before. And I knew that I'd set it up well so it was safe. It wasn't that. I wasn't, it wasn't imposter syndrome. It was that momentary feeling of I don't know enough. I don't know enough. And that's not the same as being an imposter. So for today, I'm going to leave you with this, this message and then we're going to change directions. You, be mindful about the expectation that you're putting on yourself. Don't do what I did 10 years ago and bail on something because, in, because I judged myself as not knowing enough. No one else in that room, none of the other participants had any qualms or I don't believe were at risk in any way for the asana that I was teaching them. In that moment, I judged myself as not knowing enough for them and I gave all of my power away to somebody else. I don't believe that anybody in this community is able to have imposter syndrome because I don't believe that any of us are imposters. If you identify a feeling that you would give that label to, I want you to consider are you actually holding an unrealistic expectation of yourself? If I had to wait until I could chant from memory all 200,000 verses of the Mahabharata, we wouldn't be having fun conversations about yoga and story on Friday mornings. Do you see what I'm saying? So for the two, thanks to the two fabulous yoga teachers that I spoke to today of, of the others, um, they're all fabulous. That sounded wrong. Everybody that I've spoken to today is fabulous and of the two in particular who incentivized this topic, who am I to? You're you too. That's who you are too. Is it possible for me? Of course it is. If it's possible for us, it's possible for you. That's just it. Let's stop expecting ourselves to be the knowers of all things. Just take the pressure off. Do you know a little bit more than the people who are coming to your class? If the answer to that is yes, then you know enough. Do you know a little bit different to the people who are coming to your class? If the answer is yes, then you know enough. There is no imposter syndrome. This is bullshit. This is a self-imposed thing because we think we need to be the experts, but we only, only, need to know enough. All right, so we're going to finish up today's podcast with a bit of a rant that I did over the weekend because it suddenly dawned on me on Friday, no, on Saturday, it dawned on me about why all of you must, like seriously, I don't even, it's not even about, it's not about me, it's about you. All of you must, if you haven't done it yet, you must do social media confidence for yoga teachers. I've just had too much evidence happening about why you're making your business so hard because you're, it's the, the, the start of the flowchart is awesome social media. And anyway, I'll explain it in this audio. Make sure you listen all the way through to the end because something truly miraculous happened while I was live on Instagram that makes my point. So make sure while you're listening to this next little bit that you are signed up for Social Media Confidence for Yoga Teachers. The link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social or the link is in the episode notes. And if you get yourself in in the next 24 hours, 
hang on, let me make that better. So like 11.59 p.m. on Tuesday, Australian, Eastern, Daylight Savings Time, that's Melbourne and Sydney and Canberra and Tasmania. Sorry, Hobart. (laughs) Uh, You can have a free 45-minute coaching session with me, but that's only for that time because I'm offering that somewhere else. And so if you're here listening to this in that time only, you're lucky you get that too. Please get yourself registered. Okay. I want to talk about two important things today and uh, one that I had planned on talking about and the other that sort of spontaneously arose fortuitously last night and I think really contributes to my point. So as you may or may not know, uh, all this past week I've been running a challenge to help yoga teachers um, find new corporate clients, help yoga teachers find some new corporate clients and uh, welcome them into their businesses. This is based on a conversation that I had with one of my private clients uh, on Monday night. And so I put out a podcast on this topic and I've been you know, going, going live on Instagram every day to talk about this and support people who, well, what do I say, support people who decided to take me up on the challenge. And I've been getting some really great reports from people uh, who have been taking inspired action using the copy that I've been providing and the template, the pricing, the language, and they've been getting great results. And I've been thinking over these past couple of days, well, why is it that some teachers got great results and others didn't? And in sort of, you know, cogitating on this, it, it became apparent that I think there's two reasons why some teachers were going really well, have already secured some deals, are in negotiations on others, and some teachers haven't got anywhere yet. The first reason is that the teachers who have gone out and made things happen uh, just went ahead and got things done. Like they didn't wait till it was perfect. They didn't try everything a million times. They just took the action and they went ahead and did it. Uh, uh, so folks that are here watching me live in the chat, tell me if my video is breaking up as it sometimes does on Facebook Live. Um, the other thing that that I see has been, the other thing with you has been yoga teachers, between yoga teachers who have been successful and those who haven't, has been around it, uh, the amount of community members that people have in their audience, the amount of people, yoga teachers that they have that they can talk to about this opportunity. And the teachers who have not only larger communities but really actively engaged communities have had an easier time of, of offering this particular thing and getting some great results. So I was thinking about this yesterday and, of course, it dawned on me that the piece that's missing for so many people is strong social media. And this is really, really important. It really, I mean, I've been offering my course, Social Media Confidence for Yoga Teachers, for, I've run it six times now. It's, it's currently in its seventh round, uh, which is currently open for registration. And I put this course together because I'd heard a lot from yoga teachers who didn't, you know, didn't, weren't in love with their social media or they weren't sure what to write or they found that their social media took too long. Um, and, and so I put the course together. But it wasn't until this past week that it really dawned on me how critical 
this piece of knowledge is. And if you don't have it, it's making your business unnecessarily difficult and potentially you're less available to see those financial boons that other people are calling into their businesses, I think in a lot of cases, fairly easily. So let me paint a picture for you. This is essentially what my, my, my message here is to say, look, if you haven't done social media confidence yet, my social media training course, you really need to get yourself in this round obviously because I want to enjoy your company and I think it's a really great course, but because actually your business, you're probably making business harder than it needs to be if you're not really uh, using your social media in the best, most efficient, most powerful, most authentic way. And if you don't know how to do that, you need to take the course. So let me paint the picture for you. I'm going to talk about the, the, the yoga teachers that are in this challenge all this week that are doing really well. Here's what I know for sure. They actively spend time coming up with the content that they're going to use on their social media. It's mostly selfies, warm, smiling pictures where they're looking directly into the camera. Over time, following the methodology that I've taught them, they have grown their followings into the thousands, some of them over 5,000. Then, from those followings, they are welcoming people onto their mailing list. So when the time comes to say, would you like to buy my corporate yoga package? You have hundreds more people on your mailing list and thousands more people following you on Instagram who you can offer this opportunity to. And that is why, and I'm thinking of two of my clients in particular, they have multiple already multiple sales for the yoga for your team challenge and are continuing to negotiate further opportunities. So this is what I want for you. Yes. Social media. It is just about what to post on Instagram and what are my brand colors and how do you take a good selfie and how do I make a reel and what's the story and how do I pick my hashtags? Yes. I'm going to teach you all of that, but I really want to make the point that great social media in 2020 is a critical part of having an easeful business. If For anybody who's watching this and thinking, God, all this business stuff is just so hard. It's so hard to get students. It's so hard to... Chances are it's probably because your social media isn't working like a big, giant prosperity magnet, which is actually what it's supposed to be doing. So the social media confidence for yoga teachers, it's 197 Australian dollars and for the first time ever I'm offering a payment plan on this. I've never done that before. So for $50 under Australian a week for four weeks you can get into this training and go implement. I'm going to teach you what I've taught these other teachers. You can go implement that and see real difference. One of the teachers that I've taught this to she was not using Instagram for her she was not using Instagram for her business two years ago, less than 18 months ago. She wasn't. And I taught her what to do and how often and all the rest of it. And she implemented it like her hair was on fire. She did all the things. She kept up with it. Now she's got over 5,000 followers. And I was talking about this on my Instagram um, because she's also, during the challenge, sold a couple of 297-pound um, 
you know, packages for a course. She's got some new corporate clients because she was doing the challenge and she's got lots of followers on Instagram and some of them have moved over to her mailing list, all of which I taught her and I'll teach you when you sign up. So I was talking about this yesterday on my Instagram and while I was talking, I mentioned that now not only is she selling corporate packages, but she's also uh, doing things like inviting people onto her international retreats and her teacher trainings that she hasn't known before and they've simply met her because she's great now at her Instagram. And while I was saying that point, one of her teacher trainees was on the live watching me talk about that particular person. And she typed into the chat, I'm doing her teacher training right now. And I found her on Instagram. This is multiple thousands of pounds of teacher training. Not from running ads, not from having vendor tables, not from putting lists in the fucking old magazine or whatever, simply from having a great social media. And it is not complicated. I'm all about recipes and steps that you can count on one hand. So please hear me. If you are making business difficult for yourself, chances are you've yet to just tighten up the social media piece. It is the biggest megaphone you have for letting people know that you're there and inviting them into your business. And that's not just the small things either. There was a woman on my Instagram live last night who said, I'm doing your client's yoga teacher training. That's a, you know, two and a half thousand pound investment, 3000 pound investment. And I met her on Instagram, not ads, just from having a compelling following and implementing the steps that I will teach you in this course. So gosh, I hope that I've made the point. Like I, I was saying this yesterday, knowing what I know is included in social media confidence. <laughs> I don't care if it was someone else's course. You need these skills. Like shit, if it was anybody else, if I knew that that was what was in their course, I'd tell you to go buy it. You need these skills. And I have taught hundreds of yoga teachers this course at this point. I've got so many good news stories as bananas. You can go take a look at all of the good news stories if you want. AmyMcDonald.com.au forward slash social. But please, if you haven't done this training yet, unless you are making thousands of dollars from people you don't know from your Instagram, if that's already happening for you, you don't need the course. But if that's not happening for you, if you're not adding 20 people a month to your mailing list for free, if you're not adding 100 followers to your Instagram a month for free, if you're not making money from people that you don't know yet from the internet, please sign up for this course. Let me help you make not only make business a hell of a lot easier, it's going to be more fun. I'm a huge fan for that. So go over and get yourself registered, uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. And remember, when as soon as you're in, the live training start just over a week. But as soon as you're in, you get access to a whole bunch of bonus training videos. So you can go get going straight away, making reels, taking selfies. Uh, you can go get all of it happening straight away. So if you haven't signed up yet, please go do it. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. If you have any questions, you know, message me. I love hearing from you, uh, but please just bloody sign up for this course. Let 
me help you make business easier. It should be easy. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask, if you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.